0: It is a dirty, snurdy Thursday on Grand Fork's Best Source, everybody. Man, I've been keyed up about this show for a couple of weeks now. Paul Vodaba is going to join us on the show. He's a cross-country snowmobile racer. Yeah. Uh, Supposed to have a guest host in here. I don't know if Shuey's going to make it or not, but um, I just texted him. Maybe he forgot. Anyway, our dirty, snurdy Thursday today is brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Oh, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And make sure you call Executive Properties, too, for snow removal. They're saying we could get up to three inches tonight, so we will see. Hey, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to text or call our number, 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863. Sorry, I'm out of breath. I had to run to the beer fridge quick. (laughs) All right, time for our daily segment now called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. It's something we do every day. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Now, instead of jokes today, I've got a list, kind of. Uh, We did one of these here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, This is what we're going to do today. Uh, You know you're a North Neck. You know you're a Northern Redneck. All right, this is what we're going to do. Bear with me. You know you're a Northern Redneck you ever get into a shouting match based on which college hockey team you're a fan of, huh? Or you know you're a northern redneck if you've ever used expired gas station sushi as ice fishing bait. Uh, you're really a northneck if your local Casey's doesn't carry sushi. Yeah. How about you know you're a northern redneck if you put a snowmobile suit or ice fishing bib and jacket over your Sunday best? Yeah. Or you know you're a northern redneck if you've cooled beer by stashing it in the snow for a few hours. That's something we do. And you know you're a northern redneck if the neighbor's dog pees on your beer stash, because that happens to me. Mm -hmm. And finally, you know you're a northern redneck if your garage is a combination of this. Minnesota Vikings and Articat posters with snowmobiles, hockey sticks, a deer head, a beer fridge, and a TV. There you go. (laughs) That's how you know you are a North Neck. <laughs> Welcome to the studio. I know he's kind of nervy here. <laughs> Paul Vadova, man. How are you? Good. Let's, let's do this. Here's Paul Vadova, everybody. <laughs> Before we get too deep into this, Paul, uh, a couple of things I want to talk about. First off, uh, World of Outlaws Sprint Cars. Uh, the series started again last night down in Volusia, Florida. Uh, Brad Sweet uh, one. Go figure kicking off the year the right way with a win the world of outlaws last year all right now uh, we just had to get this uh, done or last night um here we go uh paul Botaba on a snurdy thursday um how are you there we go we'll Great. start over we're, we're, we're good Wonderful. um i want to know i want to tell people first how you and i met um years ago i don't even know how many years ago was has it been 20 you think
1: eh, probably close yeah. okay
0: um When I joined the Red River Valley Catfish Club, I I figured I was too beat up. My body hurt too bad to keep playing softball. I needed to do something, so I started catfishing. And after a year, this is probably going into my second year, uh, Paul Baudema here was on the Catfish Club and part of the the team there. And uh, all of a sudden, our president was going to retire, uh, Bushy. And you, yeah, and Kevin, and you... Talked me into being president. I think you'd make a great president. <laughs> and all that, all that, all that, your radio and the media, and it'll be just perfect, and I can't wait. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I take over the presidency, and then you quit. Yeah. I haven't seen you since in a boat. <laughs> but, uh, man, that was a long time ago.
1: That was. I want to get back into catfishing.
0: That's and and awesome. you know what? I've been doing it for so long now. You see it. Your kids grow up. Um, you know, probably when you were doing it, your kids were young enough and then, but they get involved in sports and activities and, and no matter what family comes first. I mean, it it comes before racing. It comes before fishing. It comes before all of that. You do not, not go to your children's events because you're going catfishing. That's not the way it works. But I also see these guys, once their kids grow up, come back, Paul. Yes.
1: I'll be back. I'll be back.
0: (laughs) Uh, Jeff Skyberg, Pauly V, uh, Nick Curtis. Good morning, everyone. So there we go. Um, so far people are already texting, but, um, uh, let's tell us about Paul Vodova. I want to know about you and and, and we'll get into the snowmobile thing later.
1: Well, I'm married to uh, Tammy. Oh, there you
0: go. If I get any closer, I'm going to choke on this thing. Uh, It's just (laughs) a little bit closer and it moves. You don't have, you can move it to wherever Uh, you want. So,
1: okay. Uh, I'm married to Tammy Joe Trough or, well, Vodova now. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got. We have three kids. My oldest is Sam. He goes to Concordia. He's on his third year. Uh, Joey, he goes to BSU. He's on his second year. Oh. And then my daughter Tatum is a sophomore in high school, and she's killing it on the basketball court this year.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Sacred Heart. East Grand Forks. East Grand Forks. Okay. Yes. I think I couldn't remember if you were Sacred Heart or East Side, but oh. um, I didn't realize you had two boys. I knew you had the one. Yeah. Um, and and what do you do for a living?
1: I sell barrel of fun potato chips. That's right. Road okay. sales. Yeah.
0: So um, you're one of the guys you see driving around in those in those trucks. And
1: them step vans. Yeah.
0: Okay. And um, when did you? Because okay, guys like me, for example, uh, and and we'll be talking about guys like Mike Carver and, and things like that. Started racing snowmobiles, I started when I was six years old. Um, I quit when I was about, I suppose, 35, maybe 30, somewhere around there. I can't even remember. But you didn't take the, the route that I'm going to call conventional. Uh, most people start this when they're young. Um, would you have like a midlife crisis? Or, or tell me how your journey into racing snowmobiles started.
1: Well, uh, I always rode snowmobiles since mm-hmm. I was probably eight. Um, my dad used to get us out of school in the mid-70s yeah. and take us to Thief River. To watch the, the 500 uh, the, come in, yeah? Uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. I-500, and I, I always wanted to do it. Yeah, And then I just didn't have the opportunity, and I got married, had kids, and it was just the time to try to do it before uh-huh. I got too old. So sure. I started at 54.
0: You started at 54. How old are yeah. you now?
1: 57.
0: Really? Yeah. You don't look that old. Yeah.
1: Well, I've lived a good life, took care of myself.
0: Sure, yeah. <laughs> he walks in and he's like, what, no hair and makeup? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you don't need it, man. You don't look a day over 55. Come on. Oh,
1: I just dropped my chair down. How do I get it back Oh, up. you're going
0: to have to stand up this lever on the front right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the one that does not Oh, I thought we moved that one. I, I, I don't
1: think That's okay. On the right these side. Are, these
0: are adjustable. Yeah, Here yeah. We go. And I can still see on the camera. <laughs> there we go. Okay, or, <laughs> just a little shorter. <laughs> we could, we could do a uh, we're all right. We're fine. We're all right. We're fine. So you started at what fifty four? Fifty four. Yep. And and uh, was was just something that came to you one night and you were in bed and all of a sudden you just went, "Hey, honey, guess what? I want to go. <laughs> I want to go race snowmobiles." And and what was the reaction?
1: Uh, she still hasn't been to a race. She doesn't like me doing it. Mm-hmm. But is she scared or
0: nervous? Is that why?
1: I I think so. I don't know. Okay, okay, but yeah. <laughs> so it was probably 2020, and uh, U.S. XC owned the series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had a race at Manville. I went yep. there and I saw they were racing vintage sleds. Yep. And I said, I have some of them. Yep. I'm going to try this. And so it takes a little bit to get. All your gear. Oh, sure, it get does. Get your sled yep. ready. Yep. And so then the next year, Corp Power Sports bought the yep. series. Yep. And uh, so they changed the rules. So I was running a 440, mm-hmm. racing against uh, 800s. Sure, sure. So I kind of brought a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, you did. Yeah. But so I, I made it through the year. And then the next year, I bought a different sled. Uh-huh. And, and they just progressed from there.
0: Wow. Um, what's the longest race you've done so far?
1: Um, probably the I 500, but our class only runs one leg. Sure. So it's 125 miles,
0: which is uh, go out and run 125 miles folks. Um, as fast as you can. Uh, you sweat a little bit. Yep. Um, it,
1: it was twenty eight below that morning. Wow. Took
0: off. Now, you, yep. do you have hand warmers on your sled? Oh yeah. Do you yep. use them? Oh yes. Oh, see, because I never did. My hands used to sweat so bad.
1: Yeah. Well, at twenty eight below, I also had gauntlets on. Oh sure, the older sure. Machines. Yep. The hand yep. warmers don't work like right, the new warmers right.
0: Do. Yeah, because yeah, you'd always end up. You know, well, back then is when they were just starting to. to Gore Tex was just starting to come around, and you had these fancy lightweight racing gloves and. Your hands would be sweating so bad, you'd, you'd try to pull your gloves off, they'd come out inside out, yep. and then you got to try to stuff the fingers back in them, oh, and oh man, you talk about a pain in the ass, but the gear has obviously gotten Different. better.
1: But when your ha- also, when your hands sweat, that's when you get blisters. Yeah,
0: well that's true, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, but back then, we raced in leather. Oh gosh. You know, I still have uh, my, my leather racing jacket from 1988. 50,
1: um, 60 pounds? Probably. Yeah,
0: well, I took the liner out of it because he didn't need it. And um, the elbows were really worn out of it because I didn't just use it for racing. I sat at a lot of bars with my elbows on the bar, too. Um, But I still have that jacket Uh, hanging. I was actually the third person to get the new 88 Articat leather jacket. Wow. Uh, The President, chairman of the board, got the first one. His kid got the second one, and I got lucky enough to get the third one. So that was pretty cool. Now, we do have some pictures uh, that we're going to talk about now. I, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up: uh, your first race, um, the very first race you did. Uh, you had made the comment to me, and I think the picture. I don't know if I ended up with this picture on there. I think you were walking to like the outhouse or something.
1: <laughs> uh, yes.
0: Or yeah, let's. Maybe it was the video. No, it was okay. Uh, it
1: was a picture.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. But you had mentioned. All right. Well, let's just let's just go through these, and you can yeah. you can try to explain what they are here.
1: Um. I can't recall that race. I think it was either oh uh, I can't recall. That's it. a good picture, man. Yeah, yeah. Emily Pearl. Okay. She's she's a photographer that she takes everybody's picture. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. And a, obviously to, a different sled or just a different hood?
1: Uh different sled. Okay. Yep. That was um probably NATO wash maybe last year. No, that would have been two years ago.
0: Well you're definitely on water.
1: Yeah. That's an unplowed lake race. Oh, here's my claim to fame right here. If you know who 312 is, that's Zach Herfindahl, one of the fastest. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm taking him to Gapplebee's right there. Really? (laughs) No. (laughs) Is he lapping you? (laughs) No, this was a parade lap. Oh.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I like how you guys (laughs) lean into it on one ski. It makes it look like you're really
1: going. But that's a great picture. It is a good picture, yeah. And I, I can't tell you where these races are. Well, you, again, go. you're on a lake yeah. or a river there. Right, yeah. It, this is a lake race, Ice Le Mans.
0: Okay, sure. Okay.
1: Typically, typically, the tracks are 10 miles long. Yep, yep. Our class does probably four laps. Okay, okay. Yeah. Would you like a video
0: clip? Throw it in there if you got it. Let's see what we got here. Okay, and now, this, this is when you this went to is, a real snowmobile. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we'll talk about that, too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this would. Uh, this is this year. Yeah, volume, want,
0: oh, this is. Th- oh, listen to that. Yeah,
1: this is this year. I stepped up to the Masters 50
0: class. Okay. Ah, oh, I gotta love the sound yeah. of that. Oh boy. Yes. How about that?
1: <laughs> that was on a. Oof Lake by Faustin.
0: Okay, I know, where, I know exactly yeah. where that is. And, and, and that's the thing, especially this year. Um, how do you find anywhere to get any, any seat time? you got to go find a body of water somewhere that preferably isn't a river right now and probably a smaller lake. But do you guys go out and, and search out those lakes? Or somebody like Carver maybe be a heads Mike, up on
1: that? Mike Carver set up that, that track okay. Okay. on the lake for testing. And sure. I... I owe a lot of my success to Mike. Oh, he's a great guy, Carver, Steph, and Mike. They're both.
0: great Yep. People. So, yeah. did you approach him for help, or did he reach out to you? And I'm wondering how the whole. I'm wondering if Mike was one of the and, and Mike. God, he's such a good guy. He would never do this. But I could, you know, yeah, get rid of that player and I'll help you. Uh, but he uh, <laughs> almost spit out your yeah, drink. Um, yeah. It was it like that or or no?
1: Um, I think. Steph invited me over to the trailer mm-hmm. and she gave me a bowl of soup. It was after a race and okay. I was just beat. Yep. And she gave me something to eat and you never give a stray cat something to no, eat. No, they're never gonna leave. They're never gonna leave. <laughs> so I never left and they keep inviting me back and I I, I can't appreciate I appreciate that. So
0: probably much. two of the nicest yeah. people you're ever gonna meet. Oh. Uh, especially in the racing world for for what they do. Um, They don't have to be that friendly to everybody all the time, but that's not the way they are wired. No, Uh, Boy, I've known Mike for such a long time. Now, I want to go back um, to what we were talking about, the conversation we had uh, about your very first race. Um, And and I've been there, I know. Um, It's just a little harder when you're a snowmobile racer because, believe me, there's a lot more gear to get through when you have to go to the bathroom. There's layers, people. Um I'm guessing you were all jacked up on Mountain Dew or coffee or something and yes. and if you're like me and you drink coffee uh, which I don't anymore because it goes through me faster than keg beer does you think you can you think you're good okay I took a leak I'm good I I've, I've got 100 miles to go on a sled yeah four more before you even get on the sled and you're still got to pee right before it's time that you know they drop the green flag but um was it that way for you
1: Yes I I think I w- Hit the, that that porta potty <laughs> six seven times, and the, the uh, series photographer must have saw me because caught me well, yeah. going. It's like, has yeah. he got a stash in there or <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! How that and, and how did that first race go for you?
1: Um, I finished it. That was the win. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Now with the Masters, I'm trying to think. Um, I still follow a little bit. Um, are there like the the, the, the Jim Matson? He's still running, or Jerry Matson?
1: Uh no. Some of those I old plumber
0: Minnesota guys. I know I they were running the old Articats for a while.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I don't know the name. Okay, even, so
0: I haven't seen them. Okay, but. and and where does. The circuit you're in now, where all do you race? I mean, I know this year's been kind of a goofy deal, but. Uh... Our
1: first race was supposed to be the Gerald Deardall yep. Pine Lake mm-hmm. Memorial Race. Yep. And that was uh, December 15th, and they canceled it. Yep. And so then the next one was supposed to be uh, Brainerd. Uh uh-huh. And then, no, yeah, Brainerd and then Otter Tail. Got my notes right here. (laughs) Yeah. And then Park Rapids. Okay. And then the Goodrich Grigla 500. Yep. They were all canceled. So then they bumped uh, the Park Rapids race to the Goodrich Grigla slot. Okay. Okay. And then that ended
0: up getting canceled. So you you haven't raced yet this year? Uh,
1: Pine Lake. Okay. Okay. Pine Lake jumped up to the Goodrich Grigla spot.
0: Okay. Okay. So you've got to run the new cat once. Once. Um, Yeah. Last race I ever ran uh, was the Goodrich 100. Back then, and, and um, that was after um, I was in that bad, I was in a plane crash, and I had to learn how to walk and do all that kind of crap again, but um, wow. my goal was to, to tell the doctors and, and everybody else, the naysayers, that I'm going to go race, and, and I think I might have even still been walking with a cane when I ran in that race, but... Wow. I would gotten a sled from the factory, and it was just kind of a little R&D thing. It was a Cougar with reverse and electric start. So it was a wow. tank. Yeah. And I jetted it wrong, and I ran out of gas with like two miles to go. But um, anyway, that was my last one. Uh, Suzanne Tibbetts, hair and makeup did fantastic, Polly B. <laughs> uh, Crystal, Polly, you're famous. Uh, Kaylee Elizabeth, you know who to call when you're ready to sell your old Articat stuff. Oh, there you go.
1: I don't have old Articat uh, stuff. Okay, uh, I got old Polaris stuff.
0: Yeah, nobody yeah. wants that. No, <laughs>
1: oh, oh, uh, Kyle
0: Grover, Polly, entering the radio world. Good to see Shop Talk podcast. Next big guest. Oh boy, there yeah. we go. Um, you were really nervous about coming here.
1: I was, yeah. Still am. Uh,
0: is it getting easier though? It is, yeah. Uh, I kept trying to tell you, you know what, it's don't worry about it. Uh, what did Mike have to say? Uh, Mike. Where are we getting the feedback from? Am I too loud here? Oh, um, let me check. There. Oh, we're, we're good on my end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's probably me here. I had the monitor up too high. Uh, anyway. Oh, was, uh, let's go catfishing. Oh, hey, Who? that would Mike, be. Mike Carver, let's go. Yeah. Fishing. You know Heck what? Yeah. Me and you and him, we should do that one yes, day. Yes, for sure. I think that would be a good time. Yes, um, it would. Yeah, Paul, let's go catfishing. Can't race. Oh, <laughs> I wish we could fish now, but uh, we might actually get a, a, an early. Catfish in spring this year, but then yeah, you watch no by thawing. August, we won't have any water. Right. <laughs> won't be fishing. Uh, let's see. Paul Bottom, uh, on a snurdy, dirty Thursday today, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break. I know you got a wardrobe change you want to do, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to take a little break here and talk about Valvoline Instant Oil Change.
1: Can they see me?
0: Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Valvoline instant oil change. Life is just way too fast. Uh, there's not enough time in the day. And oil changes, it's hard to get in and get them done. Not at Valvoline instant oil change. Let me tell you what I do. I pull up there, and usually there maybe 20 minutes. I don't have to get out of my car. They top off my fluids. They check my tires, my battery, my lights, my wipers, my cabin air filter, all while they're changing my oil. I get a discount, too, because I mentioned Grand Forks Best Source. If you do that, they'll knock 10 bucks off your oil change. They'll also give you a discount if you own a fleet or if you're in the military and you go get your oil change. And you know what? They do more than that, too. Tranny and coolant flushes, tire rotations, batteries. They do it all. They're open Monday through Saturday. No appointment needed. Pickup and delivery is available. If you live in Grand Forks, too, that's a great thing. They'll come and get your car. Hey, it's Valvoline Instant Oil Change for a complete oil change and more. Find them on the South End, 3325, South 38th Street. Call them up 701-7808-462. Make sure you tell them Grand Forks Best Source sent you. They'll knock 10 bucks off your oil change. Paul Bottaba on a snirty Thursday here. Uh cross-country snowmobile racer. I don't know if cross country is, is the correct word. You were talking about like the Ice Le Mans type racing, which which I've done. And and I remember when, if you remember when Snow Cross first came in, uh, I can remember racing on the river in Thief River and what what they considered the snowcross part of it was they took the oval ice track, they put one little turn going into a hairpin with one man-made jump. Things have changed a lot since then. Now, and and I get it, the snowcross is the popular snowmobile racing because of television. Everything's dictated by television. The old ditch-banging, river-running, cross-country racing of the old days, you mentioned the I-500, Winnipeg to St. Paul. Um could you Im- imagine five hundred miles of running in a ditch? How many ditch crossings how many how many driveway crossings? how many mile road crossings are there? um what what do you prefer? Do you prefer the ice because it's probably a little easier on the body and equipment or do you like are you a ditch banger?
1: Uh, well it like you said, it's easier on the body the ice racing, mm-hmm. but then you get the unplowed lake racing and they can get a little choppy, sure, sure. Yeah. But I think I still prefer the ditch banging. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I do. I do too. Yeah. They, they, they didn't have groomed trails back when I was running. Yeah, you know, and and it was river or ditches. That's right. that's just what we did.
1: And they still run the the I five hundred. Yeah, which but they do. Uh, the course is one hundred and twenty five miles. Yeah, they do it two laps one day and then two laps the second day. Yep, yep. And you're running rivers trails.
0: And it and is. you don't have to have an airplane helping you cheat like they used to back in the old I five hundred days. I mean, come on, think about it. You really think a John Deere is going to win the five hundred? Come on. And- <laughs> I I used to, I mean, I knew Roger and Johnny Jansen growing up, a couple of okay. uh, big-time John Deere, yeah, and Brian Nelson, of course, won the 500 on uh, a John Deere and an Articat. Okay. Uh, so i I got to cut him a little slack. Uh, Tom Eglin, is that Tom Selleck? <laughs> <laughs> My mustache isn't that good. That's it, that's <laughs> it. Uh, Timmy Schwantz, uh, second time now, the second show he's uh, chirped in on here, and, and Tim Schwantz follows all our shows, great guy. Uh, I thought Paul too. was just a famous fishing guide on cast. Lake with kerry Frankel. <laughs> I just talked to Kerry a couple of weeks ago. Missed those guys. Uh Jeff Cornell's Chewy was up, hey buddy. Um and I don't know if he's down in Florida if he's doing that now or if he's still up in Minnesota. But uh guys are watching us from all over. Yeah. Uh, and again, welcome to a snurdy Thursday. By the way, uh probably going to be next week will probably be our last dirty, snirty Thursday. Uh, The racetracks are starting to come up with their schedules now for the new year, so we'll probably start doing that. But uh, getting uh, pretty uh, keyed up, Joey Hallstrom, uh, Hall of Famer, next week on the show. Uh, I've known Joey for, well, gosh, a long, long, long time. I called him up yesterday, and I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, It's going to be awesome. When you decided you were going to start racing, what was your first sled?
1: Uh, 1997 XC440.
0: Okay. Polaris. Okay. And what made you decide to go from the vintage to the new and jump into the masters? I'm I'm guessing we don't get any younger. Things hurt the older (sighs) you get and they hurt Uh, longer. I would imagine, you know, suspensions, things like that. Did that have something to do with it or was uh, it just about time?
1: I just, I wanted to race the whole I 500 Mm -hmm. and... The, the only way to do it is to jump up to a new sled. Just okay. Just because that's the class that will, you know, so. Sure. 50 plus. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, we got a real tough audience here today. Steph Anderson says, what? I like the other shirt better. Well, this one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to have to find me one of those shirts. That is awesome. Um, so was it tough for you to go from... Those guys to the real deal with snowmobiles. <laughs> I keep doing that. I got to I can't can do that. Um, was it hard to go from players to Artie for you? Uh, I mean, it's like going it, from Chevy to Ford. Right. You know,
1: it's it's it's, it's different. You it's know, it's like going well, when, from the
0: Gophers to UND. Yeah,
1: it is. <laughs> but. They're all
0: good. They are. They, they are. are. Yeah. And, and you know what? It doesn't matter if you buy a brand new Ford, Chevy, GMC, Toyota, right. whatever. They're yeah. all nice. Mm-hmm. Snowmobiles the same thing. Uh, we had um, uh, one of the Pearsons in here from Home of Economy today. He's a sled head. Uh, he just bought a brand new Polaris, and now he is going to get a, a brand new Yamaha. He's a cl- kind of a collector, but he wants to get one before they're done. Because right. I think is it after this year or next year?
1: I think it's this year that
0: okay, and then yeah. they're calling it quits and. Gosh, remember back in the day, the SRXs, the Exciters. uh, I mean, you can even go down to the Enticers. But those SRX Yamahas were fast sled. Eh, Uh, I knew a guy from Pete River, Stewie Peterson. And Stewie, if you're watching this, I can remember when he had an SRX. And that was, at that time, the fastest sled I'd ever seen. I mean, it was like, blow me away fast. And then they start coming up with the 900 triples and things like that. And it just got... I remember the first time i went over 100 miles an hour on a snowmobile and it was on the river in thief river and it came to where okay i got to start slowing down because i've got this turn coming up and i'm not going to make it and i'm like okay i'm going to start slowing down i must be going about 60 now and i look down i'm still going 95 and all of a sudden it's like i'm not going to make this turn i hit the bank and it wasn't my sled i hit the bank i bet you i flew 40 feet in the air and i landed about this far from a brick house and did the lean thing and went right between the houses and didn't stop till I got in the street in front of their house. And typical sledhead guy, I get up and do one of these. Woo! Nailed it. No. <laughs> Landed it. Yeah. <laughs> but I've always thought when you're when you could be going seventy or one hundred and twenty, I don't think it's that much of a difference. You don't notice it that much Pro, no. until you try to slow down right. or stop. Yeah. That's when you really notice. I I myself. Would rather have a sled go from, from 0 to 80 real quick than from 0 to 120 in a long... T- you know what I mean? Right. I, there's no need for me to go any faster than that. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Grover wants to know, Paul, which sled is faster, the new Cat or the Gen 2 Polaris? Uh, you
1: know the answer to that, Kyle. Gen 2 Polaris. It is, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: well, a lot more CCs or what? No,
1: it's... They're just... They're frictionless. They're mm-hmm. light. They're, they just go.
0: Why with the Articat then instead of the, the, the new Polaris?
1: Well, he's not talking the new players, he's oh. talking the Gen two uh, of oh, okay. two thousand model, ninety nine sure, sure. two thousand model players. Yeah, oh gosh. Six hundred exhaust valves. Yeah. They yeah. make horsepower and yeah. they they rip. Was
0: that a triple? Twin. It was a twin. And okay. I still
1: have that sled and you do? Yeah. Uh last time Carver invited me to testing I brought that one out. Oh, you did? Yeah. How many
0: sleds do you own now?
1: Uh, my wife's probably listening to this, I'm not gonna disclose okay. that. Okay.
0: No, that's fine. <laughs> uh, the, the last set I sold. I had a I had that seventy one Panther with a six thirty four in it, and I know the guy that ended up with it, um a couple of years it's in Thief. I don't think his wife knows he got it either. Uh it's funny how that works. You're right. Um I, I love that.
1: Well, actually no, I, I should tell I've got four sleds.
0: Okay. 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 <laughs> The camera was on you, by the way. Is she
1: watching? She's probably not watching.
0: Okay, well, just remember, this show never goes away, so she can watch it whenever she wants. Um, Have you ever been in a bad wreck? Uh, (laughs) Not racing,
1: but uh, we were leaving. We've all been in them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We were leaving the Fisher Bar one night Uh after too many uh, pizzas and pull tabs.
0: Sure, sure, yep. (laughs) (laughs) river or ditch and on the Uh, way back
1: ditch on the way back okay and i ended up uh at a crossing with railroad tracks Mm -hmm. and there was an elevator there so the the tracks kind of split off yep 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 and i ended up going down a track and i hit a switch and oh boy yeah yeah yeah, wasn't good it pissed your pants pain right there oh yeah, yeah yeah uh how much
0: damage to the sled
1: yeah, she pretty much totaled. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and how much damage to Paul Bottoma's body? Uh, yeah, yeah, Compression, yeah.
1: Compression fracture in the back.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Knee, ankle. Yeah, yeah. that's um had a similar thing happen to me. Uh, coming back from poker run, coming back from the bar in Saint Clair, Deep River, and I hit a ditch crossing, and I was I was probably going all of eighty, and I, and I hit a, a a driveway crossing, and as I was up in the air, I remember thinking. Oh crap! There's this big hole up here. I remember this on the way down, and I come down right where the hole was, and it just, yeah. I mean, accordioned everything, and I, I the sled never rolled or flipped or anything. It just bounced, and I went through and over, and the handlebars were up, and I woke up with somebody had seen me on the highway and pulled their oh. car over, and I woke up to, oh, <laughs> are you okay? Are you okay? Well, then I got other guys with me. I, I, it's obvious my arm is broke. I mean, you could tell. I start pulling my sleeve back, and it's, oh, okay, I, I got a broken arm here. And and this was after my crash, so I was braced up on the knees, and I, th- my buddies were worried about that. So we, I ride back to town with the, this the sled still ran. Um, I, I'm one armed, and I get there, and I'm like, "You guys got to bring me to the hospital." Well, they wouldn't because they thought I was going to get a Dewey. So I had to call my mom to come and pick me up and bring me to the ER. Um. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Skyberg, you want me to say what he said on his sure. text here? Four in his garage and three at his dad's garage. <laughs> <laughs> should call him the N-word. <laughs> not that one. Tattletale. Yeah. Well, um, oh, that's not so bad, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, does your wife collect anything?
1: Uh, Cherish teddies. Oh, see? Yeah, see? Santa see? bears.
0: Yeah. Shoes. Oh, p- <laughs> So you have more in shoes than you do snowmobiles? Oh, yeah. Okay. For all right. sure. There. Then, yep. then, then it's all good, right? <laughs> Perfect. Um, does anybody help you uh, on, on your, your snowmobiling venture? And, and how much work goes into it? I mean, if this was a regular year and you're racing every other week or every week or whatever, there's a lot more maintenance and things to do. But if, if, say if, you're, if you've got two races in a month. Um, go through what you have to do. Is there a checklist? Are there things, obviously, if there's something broke, you fix it, but what do you have to do to prep for these races?
1: Well, you just got to make sure everything's tight, check the bolts, the mm-hmm. uh, f- uh, chain case fluid, how tight the chain is. Um, I'm kind of run what you brung kind of guy. Sure.
0: And so you you basically on your own?
1: I am. Yep. Um, and like I said, I carver has helped me out so much so if i get to the track i need something mm-hmm. uh, i'll go right to carver now,
0: yeah. how important is it to have that support like that oh. for race teams
1: oh man
0: because i mean i remember it from back in the day but now me being around dirt tracks um they were waiting for these guys to come in the you know the support truck that might have the parts the tires the fuel and all that but uh, yeah. and and the thing is, is is it's not just the physical things as far as support that you buy that you have to have but it's, it's the what they tell you and, and, and their knowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mark, Mike Carver, I think he's been doing this since before he could walk. I yes. mean, he's been around this business forever. But to have those guys in your ear, uh, whether it be constructive criticism, whether it be something funny or whether he's, like, chewing you out, these are the guys you got to listen to.
1: Right. Um, I used to – my first uh, three sleds – I set them up, and I never changed anything. Okay. So then I, I got the Articat, and Mike says, well, we'll set it up, but we're going to change stuff. I said, change stuff? Why? I'll learn to drive it. Yeah. But you're no, not fast. No. You got to – the sled's got to be set up so yep. you can drive it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, you know, R&D, uh, research and development, testing, all that stuff is, is you know, it, there aren't it, – it's not like your kids are great basketball players. Uh, you don't learn how to be a great basketball player. Uh, you can do that in your driveway. You know, you can have a hoop. You can have a backboard. You can you can play one on one. You can play pickup games anywhere. But you don't just go practice racing a snowmobile.
1: Well, you do, yeah. And I'm, uh, like I said, Mike has the the track by Foston, mm-hmm. and they invite me to test with them. And more seat time, the better you're going to be as a racer. Sure, just like anything.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um about sponsors? Uh, they're important. And and you mentioned to me before we went on the air that you wouldn't be doing probably any of this uh, without sponsors. And, and we also mentioned the fact that, and, and I want to get this out there first, there are guys uh, that maybe sponsor you that don't want to be mentioned. Uh, there are people that, um, you know, maybe don't give you money, but they have been in such a big help that you do mention them. Uh, and people don't realize that sponsorship isn't all about the money. Right, but um, who are some of these people and businesses?
1: Well, let me check my notes so I don't forget anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, first and foremost, uh, Steph and Mike from Carver Performance, your Fox shocks specialists. Yeah, yeah, out of Foston, Minnesota, um, and Carver also sponsors uh, K Dog Motorsports, Kegan oh, Hauser, yeah. mm-hmm. and. Uh, their crew helps me out a lot, also.
0: Yeah, Doogie's good guy. Yeah, yeah, Doogie, yeah, and and his mom, K Dog's mom too. Great people.
1: Yep. Um, actually, Jackie shot that video.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, love Jackie. Uh, yeah. I spent many times sleeping on their golf cart in the pits or in the infield at the racetrack. Yeah. Sure.
1: <laughs> and then Articat, of course, they uh, they help with parts and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Fly gear uh, coats. Yep. All the snowmobile accessory or. Gear, yep, the clothing. stuff you got to wear, the, Ooh, yeah, th- stuff the, the stuff that makes you look good, good yeah. Uh, CNA skis, mm. uh, Kyle Kozel with All Pro Electric, yep, um, Jill and Brian Trofgruben, Trofgruben Farms, up Park River, sure, that's my wife's brother. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, um,
0: Kelly's Bar. Got to give Kelly's Bar a little uh, yeah. crowd there. Uh, Casey and Charlie Noreen. Yeah, good guys. They're good guys. They
1: help out with the adult beverages.
0: Mm-hmm. Which you have to have. Yeah. Yes.
1: And then there's Lynette Ross. She's the photographer. Mm-hmm. And she t- takes good pictures. Uh, and one guy that I want to uh, talk about is uh, Glay Nordahl. I've never talked to him in person, and I've never talked to him on the phone. Okay. Just text messages. And he's been a valuable asset. He's helped me set up sleds just through text messages. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's just knowledgeable. Where does he live? He lives in Hickston, Wisconsin. Okay. He's okay. a dairy farmer, and he has a uh, sled repair sport, okay. power sports yep. repair. Yep. And he's just knowledgeable. He used to race in the late 90s. Okay. Early okay. 2000s. Yeah. So he's really helped out a lot too.
0: Well, wow. Uh, you mentioned Troph Grubin. Uh, any relation to the ones in town here, the late model racer?
1: Well, they're they're there.
0: Okay, okay. But I don't because they're, they're not great. Real close, yeah. Rod Troph Grubin, yeah. Rod, uh,
1: Trough, Grubin, yeah, Rod like,
0: and Carrie Ann and yeah. and Brody is what I call them. Um, great family, uh, <laughs> yeah. great racing family. Uh, Dale, love learning about the snowmobile racing world. Hope you get in a good amount of races in back half of the season. Get a chance to do any snowmobile rallies uh, like these, the vintage one, and 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 things like that.
1: Uh, we've done, the the, uh, rat ratty run. They call it, mm-hmm. uh, they live in Fisher and then they do a big, oh, loop. sure. Yeah, sure. That one's been fun, but I don't think they'll have that one this year.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, and, there's, I mean, you look at that groomed trail that goes right in front of my house. It's yeah, not, nothing, it's groomed water and grass. Right. Do you think, and, and this is nothing on my notes right now, but it's been so much in the news lately. Now we talk about riding to Fisher. Uh, it, it, there's towns that that welcome snowmobilers and 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 they know the economic impact it can bring to a town, and then you come to Grand Forks and you know and, and Grand Forks you can't run a snowmobile. I mean, yeah, I, I know if if I had to keep my snowmobiles on a trailer, I would not own one, and, and especially it, it makes no sense. Why can't they open up the Greenway? Why can't they do these? Do you really think that they would abuse it like that? I would think if you run, okay, say you're on the Greenway, for example, and there's a 15 minute or a 15 mile an hour speed limit. You're basically idling with the way some of these things are clutched right now. Now, with everybody having these cans and everything on their sleds, okay, you go 20 yards away from the Greenway, there's the river where it's a, what, a 50 mile an hour speed limit? Mm -hmm. What's going to be louder? The guys on the the river river. by far. Oh, they're dangerous. I don't want to get run over. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's going to bring money. Ask the guys that like own the Blue Moose and, and some of these mm-hmm. bars within walking distance of the river what they think. Ask some of these small towns like Fisher, Gently, Crookston, even Alvarado. East Grand, Alvarado. Alvarado. Yeah. Exactly. Lightning Bar. Shout yeah. out to them. Plummer, Brooks, Oakley, all of these towns. Pine Lake. Um, Ask them what they would be without snowmobiling. Uh, did you ever get to run the Winnipeg to St. Paul race? Eric Rice wants to know.
1: No, heck no. I always wanted to. And if it co- ever comes back, I will be doing and that.
0: See, that was my goal too. Back in the heyday of Articat, all you had to do was give them a resume and they'd give you a snowmobile. Yeah, I wasn't quite old enough at the time, but I was like you. I'd be the guy with the old transistor radio with the single ear thing, you know, and I'd run it up my sleeve and I'd be in class. In I class, remember in fifth listening. grade sitting like this listening to it because they used to let us out of school to watch that. And you'd watch these guys come in with one, one ski, ski and just, just all beat up, up and duct taped faces. Yeah. And, but that was racing, man. I mean, that was, that was the real deal. And, and I knew so many people that ran that. I know a guy, I used to farm for him, uh, Muzzy farms back in the day. And, and two of the Muzzies used to run the 500. Uh, and they were, one was the Yamaha guy. But anyway, I, I can remember one time, um, knocking, he knocked on a farmer's door ran out of gas put gas in his helmet <laughs> and and went back to the sled and dumped enough in the tank from his helmet to make it to the next the the checkpoint or yeah. you know the next yeah. stop um or the same guy going through how many fence posts and waking up in an ambulance and fighting with the ambulance guy and breaking out the ambulance door to run back to his sled and then just to pass so, out again you uh, know um but those guys were crazy back then they were yeah. you know um i i've been lucky growing up first in crookston before i moved to thief river but i i hung around with um you know i knew dale cormican and roger and johnny jansen and Vern ricard and and some of those guys back then from the 60s and 70s and then moved to thief river well then it went into the the you know the dave thompson the larry coltums up to the brian sturgeons and and you know the guy useldingers and so getting to see it all, and and same with you. I mean, I'm, I'm saying these names, and you're nodding at me like, oh, God, yeah. I mean, I'm, and and I really like these vintage shows. Um, I've been to a few now this year because you kind of get to relive. You, you can go to yourself, I remember having that same damn sled. Yeah. You know, and back then there was 150 different kinds of snowmobiles, and, and there's not now, but um, snowmobiling, let's face it, man, it's come a long way. Yeah, um, was- I wish that the suspensions and the things they have on the sleds now – I mean, I probably wouldn't have had four back surgeries, you know, and, and and now it's they stand up more than they sit, right? And and it's they're more like a motocross bike now, but um, snowmobiles have sure come a long way, haven't they?
1: They have, um, like the new sled I'm riding, the Articat, Cat. It is a stand up sled, but mm-hmm. I grew up sitting down, yeah. So I, yeah. I sit down most of the time,
0: yeah, yeah. And 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 does it really make a difference? For you, or or do they run better if you stand?
1: Well, you, you soak up some of the bumps when you're sure. standing. Sure.
0: Beca- you know? Well, yeah, because your legs, your are, legs uh, are shock shocks. absorbers. Yeah. But then again, guys like me, I mentioned all the back surgeries. I've also had five knee surgeries. So you know, <laughs> the knees just, they the shock part is still there. The absorption part isn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> you no, know? but um, I would think of pretty much of anything to race back then, the hardest thing on your body was probably the snowmobiles. Oh, um, for sure. I mean, you no know. No
1: suspension. All yeah. your back.
0: Yep, yep. All your back, and, and oh, man.
1: Because you couldn't stand up on them old machines.
0: No, no. Yeah. And, and I mean, some guys used to ride with their, their feet behind them, and yeah. instead of, that's how I was taught to run, because that's how my dad ran. His feet were always behind him sure. instead of in front. But, um, ah, uh, Nick Curtis John, did you know that Kent's dad used to run the old 500? I did not know that. I'm going to have to bring it up next time I see him. Um, is there anything that we haven't, touched on here is how's it going now are you okay is this been it's pretty easy isn't it yeah
1: yeah yeah uh how about um my workout routine
0: okay Uh, let's hear it you can't look like tom Selleck just sitting here like this (laughs) um i like to do
1: the treadmill okay and then uh a good friend of mine crystal rylander gave me a denise austin oh boy uh, it's kind of like a rowing machine. Yeah. Yep, deal, yep, yep. Yeah. So I use that and that's, that mimics the, oh, how sure. you ride a snow yeah. a lot, you know, cause you're pulling with your arms and
0: you're mm-hmm. pushing with your feet. Do yeah. you, do you have like a specific diet? Do you watch what you eat?
1: Uh, when I first started, I really did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, low carb.
0: Cause and it I, gets harder. The older you get, yeah. it gets harder and harder.
1: When I know when I have too many carbs. Yeah. My joints get stiff. Sure. I ache. Yeah. And if if I go back to all the protein, just feel great.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I could look like you if I kept using it. That's what uh, Crystal said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's funny because um, after my plane crash, um, I ended up having to go down to the Minnesota Viking Surgeon uh, down in Edina. Uh, and what happened was I thought I was going to get right back on the horse and I was going to fly back to Thief River. Scared to death. So I'm at the... Minneapolis, St. Paul Airport, and a blizzard hits. So I'm stuck there for three days. They let us on. That's when they had the old Fairchild 22-seater that would fly into Thief River. They'd only take 11 people. So I'm trying to give my seat away. I I ended up on this plane with 10 other people, and it was so bad. What I did was I grabbed the seat in front of me, and I closed my eyes, and I pretended I was running in the I-500 snowmobile race. It was that terrifying for me. Um, We almost hit an airplane coming into Grand Rapids, and then they had to de ice. And during the time it took to de ice, the runway got filled with snow again. So then they had to plow the runway. Well, then from the time it took them to plow the runway, they had to re de ice the airplane again. We finally took off. My mom was waiting for me at the airport in Thief River, and she goes, I can't believe you got on that airplane. I said, Please be quiet. Give me a cigarette. (laughs) and bring me to the rusty nail. <laughs> and that's what I did. But it, it's funny how there's so many things in life, you, you you tend to pretend you're doing something, and I pretended I was racing a snowmobile sure. when I was scared, I'm going to say it, I was scared shitless to be on this airplane. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny how things, you can kind of relate those to that, you know. Um, so where is the next race? When is one? Is there going to be one?
1: Well, um, Leech Lake should be the next one, if they have enough ice, and then Nadawash after that. And then the last race of the season is in Ironwood, Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're calling it the Trilogy Cup, and it's a ski hill race. I've never done that before. Yeah, yeah. So I've made, I've made reservations, so I think I'm going to be all in for that.
0: So when you go to these races, you talk about uh, reservations. Is this something maybe your wife would go to you with? I mean...
1: Uh, or would you a, cross country racing? There's a lot of standing around. There the is. Cold. Yep. Yeah, there is. And so I, I don't expect her to come to the races and stand. around. Right.
0: And, yeah. and, you know, when we were talking about, I kind of got off track there about the snow cross thing and TV and how you can sit and watch and same with oval racing, which you don't get a lot of anymore. But, uh, back in the, in the ditch bang and river running cross country days, you found yourself a good crossing. And you parked by that crossing, right. and if you were lucky, you got to see some some big-time air, right? Uh, some big-time wrecks, things like that. But, yeah, it's not the most fan-friendly thing to do unless you want to follow your racer down the highway.
1: This is kind of how I judge crossings,
0: how many cars are sitting there. Sure, because yeah. you can if, see that when you're coming yeah, up on them.
1: If there's six, seven cars sitting there, uh, be careful.
0: You know, yeah. uh, see, these are things people don't think about. Right, right. Um, man, th- 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 see, this is fun. I-, I love talking about the old snowmobile. Do you ever wish you were back in your 20s again? Do you wish you could have done this differently, or would you maybe have? I've always, with all the things that have happened to me, I- I've just people would say, Wow, would you do things differently now? I'd say, Yeah, I would have taken more pictures. That's about all I would have yeah. done. But yeah. would you have changed anything? Would you have still started racing in your 50s, or would you have started earlier? or? This is the way it should be. This is the life of Paul Bottaba, yeah, and everything's going just the way of, it should.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, coming on your show. If I, if I hadn't done it, I, yeah. I would have never known when I could do it.
0: And, and I've yeah. always, I've, this whole week now, I've kind of been promoting this as, as you being getting into snowmobiling in kind of an unconventional way. Because let's face it, you don't know too many people that start something right. like this when they're in their 50s. Right. And here's the deal. I know there's a million people out there that wish they would do something like this. I know there's a ton of people watching this show right now that are saying, you know what, gosh, it was only a couple years ago I was that age. Maybe I could have done that too. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Right. You, can, you can wish all you want. What do you got? You got to wish. That's yeah. it. You got to get out and do it. You
1: got to try it. You know, um, if I can do it, anybody can do it.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. And, 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 man, you're looking good. <laughs>
1: like I said, I take care of myself.
0: Uh, that makes a big difference, doesn't it? Um, all right, did we get it all out now?
1: Uh, well, um uh, I, I just uh I said that Crystal gave me the uh Denise Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She also has uh Airbnb Airbnb, it. it's called Three Twenty Five.
0: Oh, where is yeah. that?
1: It's in Ground Forks. Okay, she has a
0: couple of them. Okay, okay. Um, they're getting more and more popular. Um, people coming up for like Sioux hockey weekends, yep. uh, things like that. Even snowmobile races. Now, I didn't know about it, but I know they had a kids race down in East Side last weekend, and I think KC Pro. Yeah, and I think they're having another one maybe this weekend.
1: I'm not sure. But, okay. Um,
0: yeah. and, and the groomer had been parked down there. Yeah. And people are like, well, I can't believe there's any snow. Well, yeah, there is because Eastside dumps all their snow down there. And so they haul it in. Yeah. From, so yeah. it's it's perfect for that. Now, once they start with redoing that whole park down there, Lafayette Park, I don't know if they'll still be able to do this because they're going to put streets, gutters, curbing, uh, two boat ramps are oh, going in there nice. now, double boat ramps. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you ever fished anywhere, you'd know this stuff, Paul. <laughs>
1: right i have to give one more shout out okay uh t parks good friend of mine from detroit uh used to be a football coach yeah so before race before i race uh i call or text him i said give me a pep talk yeah and he gives me a talk talk uh his kids are pierce and Payne parks okay athletes yeah uh Payne is playing for UND football. Okay. And okay. Pierce is still in high school. Okay. Yeah, he's a junior. He's quarterback for Red River. Oh, and sure. And Also basketball. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, You probably know him.
0: Timmy Schwantz, awesome show as always. John Robertson guest Paul Vadaba. Yeah, uh, Tim Schwantz, a great guy. Yes, he is. Good um, guy. I'm I'm super thrilled with the show today. Um, I. I me too. I, I'm, hoping you're having, survived. I, I'm hoping you have, I'm hoping. Yeah. I, I know you were nervous about it. Um, I'm trying, I'm working on this guy on Monday's show and he, he's kind of the same way. And, and I tell him, you know, I try to tell him the best I can. I try to ease the pain a little sure. bit because it was pretty painless, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, it's hard, you know, a lot of people are so nervous about it, but, um, we try to make it as comfortable for you as we can. It's just, yeah. we're just having a bullshit session, right. but there just happens to be lights and cameras. Yeah. Yeah. So, and no makeup. And, and well, <laughs> <laughs> he still looks all right. You still got it, Polly B. Um, please say hi to your dad for me. I, will. Uh, I haven't seen him in a long time. Yes. Uh, it's been a while. It, um, you know, not only did, did Paul and I meet because of the catfishing thing, but uh, the mechanic um, for, for, your company um, was right next door to my house for years. So I got to know you that way too. And, and some of your, your coworkers and your dad uh, all from being out there. And um, I'm going to be the first, well, you you already know I've had plenty of cold ones with your dad. (laughs) Great guy. And um, it'd be nice to run into these people again. I never sure. get to see anybody anymore. But um, man, I thank you for for being I on made, the show. I
1: missed one person.
0: Okay, Lee Easted. Okay, Lee Easted.
1: Yep. Uh, when I told him I was going to start racing and I was looking for a trailer, he said, "Paul, you're probably not going to race that long. I'll borrow you my trailer." Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I used it for three years, and this year I finally bought my own. <laughs> 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 so i thank lee for all his support
0: you know about. it's tough to do this without support yeah, it's tough to it. do anything i mean okay. unless you're a millionaire and you got all you know it, it's just not that easy
1: well the old saying how do you uh build a, uh uh
0: <laughs> yeah how do you get a million dollar race team start or how do you win a million dollars racing yeah. start with two, two million. million yeah it's yeah. and that's exactly right you know you always hear these well this is this is more of a um an economical class of racing. Yeah. No. There's no such damn thing. No such thing. You might think it starts out as an economical class of yeah, racing, but there's no, no such thing. No. Nope. And and I don't know if you've noticed or not, but gas prices have jumped up again like 20 cents in the last two weeks. So nothing's yeah. cheap anymore. No. Nope. Um, I can't wait to, to get you back. Probably next year we'll get you back in here again. I want to see that Articat in Victory Lane. There we go. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we need to keep in touch a little more. Um, I think that's a great idea. Let's, if we can this summer, when things slow down, me and you and Carver, I'd love yeah, to go out catfishing. Um, all you guys have to do is bring your liver. Um, I'll <laughs> supply the rest, and, and I, think we'll, <laughs> I think we'll have a good time. Uh, and if Mike doesn't want to drive all the way back to Fawcett, I'm guessing between the two of us, Maybe we can we'll find a place find a for him place. to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul Bottom, man, thanks for coming in. Thank uh, you for and, having me. And good luck. Uh, with the, I, I just think this is such a unique racing story that um, I absolutely love this uh, there you go that's going to wrap it up for a dirty snurdy Thursday for this week and again like I mentioned earlier we're going to do one more week of the snurdy thing unless something big happens uh, Joey Hallstrom going to be on the show next week <laughs> want to give rumors Sports Bar Casino here in the Grand City's Mall a shout out they're bringing you Dirty Thursday today like they have and by the way coming up in June we will be approaching our 200th Dirty Thursday show and Rumor Sports Bar and Casino has been with us since the very first one. Wall-to-wall TVs, UND Sports, your favorite teams on TV. Go catch the Super Bowl. Got buses to UND Sports and all the big-name concerts. Bet on the horses, play bingo, try your luck with charitable gaming. Great lunch and dinner specials. Check out the $7 express lunch today, sandwich and a side for $7, bucks. alright right? They're open every day from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Check them out. Rumor Sports Bar and Casino. Ah, boy, let's see, 6.30 tonight, Fork Sports Highway, Bill, Monty, Dale, Raven, all of them, they'll be talking about the Super Bowl, All-Star Games, all kinds of things, it's an awesome sports show, check it out. I'll see you in the morning, have a great night, remember to like, share, tag, and follow us, hit that notification bell on your smartphone too, you'll never miss a show, dings every time, it's pretty cool. Hey, the Grand Cities, they are grand, Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.